0: And remember, quoting is for the weak. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Well, hello there, Permission Nation. This is Charles Speck, the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Great to have you with us today. And I am back at my house. I'm back on my microphone, but I have coronavirus. Coronavirus. I have contracted the virus, and I am right now quarantining at my house away from my family, but it gives me an opportunity now to actually even uh, record a podcast episode or two. So I'm happy to be with you here today, and as normal, we're going to jump right into this thing. So here's the thing. Too many of you are your own worst enemy. Too many of us are our own worst enemy. I know it to be true. You know it to be true. And the problem is that um, very often insurance agency principals are their own worst enemy as well. It happened again yesterday. I had a conversation with an insurance agent who has been very successful over the last um, three, four, five years getting lots of new clients, winning lots of new clients. But as I started like talking about their book of business, uh, this, this his book of business, and figuring out the size of the accounts and so forth, it became apparent that he had been very successful at playing small. He was very successful at winning accounts that were small, and he had a book of business that ended up being around $100,000 of commission Over the course of about a four-year period, and it was based upon lots and lots and lots and lots of tiny little accounts. In fact, um, it was just several hundred dollars per account. Several hundred dollars of commission per account. You almost think about that account, and it suddenly becomes unprofitable. You can't actually build a book of business And get to a point where you are happy financially if you're continually going after small accounts. And so I want to talk to you today about the easiest, smartest, most ethical way to build a book of business. And it starts at square one, figuring out the size of the account that you're going to go after and prospect. Have you ever actually decided what type of an account is going to be the account account you're going to prospect on? What size of the account is going to be yours? What is the criteria that you use to decide whether or not that's going to be a good account to go after or not? I think that we have to stop being mudslingers. We have to stop just throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. We have to stop playing small. I I really get upset when I start hearing about you know agency principals who bring on these producers and they just say, hey, there's a you know, telephone book. Go ahead. Uh, you know, just go out and start writing business. Um, it's, it's not a good process. That's not a plan. That is a recipe for disaster. It's going to cause the, the producer to end up just starting to go after small little stuff. And frankly, one of the worst things that can happen is that a producer, you, one of the worst things that can happen is that you become successful at going small. I don't want to have that happen to you. I don't want you to do that. There's no reason why you have to do that. There's plenty of agents out there who can write the small account. That does not have to be you. Now, you have to decide and define, determine what is the size of account you're going to go after. You get to decide what is small, what is big, what is a medium-sized account. You get to decide what you're going to sell, what geographic area you're going to sell in, all of that. The thing is, is that most agents don't actually stop. And consider what type of an account they're going to prospect at and what size of account they're going to prospect on. So, what about you? What size of account are you prospecting on right now? Are you winging it? If you are, please stop that. Look, there's a lot of things that I can say to insurance agents that, that help them become more successful, but there's not too many things that I can do to help anyone be successful. If they're just going to continue to play small, period. And by playing small, I mean going after small accounts, period. I don't even know what else to tell you. I could sit here and talk for half an hour and I'm probably going to do that, but I don't even know what else to say. Stop going after small accounts. Start going after bigger accounts. Everything gets better. Everything gets better when you start going after bigger accounts, I'm going to be talking about a number of different things during this episode, but after all is said and done, if you can't get it through your head that you are better than that, that you can go after larger accounts, that you could write those larger accounts, if you can't get it through your head, I don't know what else we can do. I can give you the perfect script. I I can give you the perfect set of emails to send. We could set up your LinkedIn profile so that, well, it would make almost uh, all, all of your prospects blush. We could set up everything perfectly. But if you're prospecting small accounts, forget about it. Forget about it. You're not going to be successful. You're not going to be happy. So step number one is figuring out the size of the account that you're going to go after. You might think that, oh, you know, Charles, I don't think that's necessarily true, um, you know, there's a lot of other things that maybe we could work on first. Well, let me just tell you, I've actually created a document that I go back to a number of times. It was initially 25 points of differentiation. I have since increased it. Um, basically, what it is is that it is from A to Z what an insurance producer needs to do in order to be successful, okay? What you have to do from A to Z in regards to your prospecting ultimately up- Uh, until ultimately winning the account and implementing the services that you uh, promised the insured. These 25 points of differentiation, it's more than that. The very first one, the very first one on my document, the very first one in my curriculum, the very first thing that I talk to insurance agents about is, what is the size of the account that you're going to work going forward? Period. Because everything else is going to be built upon that. Everything else is going to be built upon that. I was talking with that agent yesterday. He had become very successful at writing accounts that were somewhere between 750 and $1,000 of commission. And that's the total account. Total account. And I said, well, let's, let's do this. Let's kind of like think a little bit bigger here. Let's think bigger. If we could create this going forward, if we could start going after something that was bigger, that would help you achieve the the financial results that you wanted, what would that account look like? This was his answer. Man, $1,500. If I could do like $1,500 as a minimum, maybe $2,000, that would be really good. And I just had to pause. And I said, that's the problem right there. That's the problem right there. Why? Do you feel that you have to subject yourselves to those small accounts? He agreed that he was now spending, after just around four years uh, being in the the business, he was now spending about 60% of his entire day servicing the clients that he had written over the course of those last number of years. 60% of his time he's spending on servicing and renewing accounts that are generating sub- $1,000 $1,000 of total annual revenue, he has 40% of his time left to prospect new business and still thinking small. That's what I'm saying. Like the, One of the worst things that you can do as an insurance agent is get successful at being small. Get successful at writing small accounts. Be successful at going small. It's, it's not in your best interest. But most insurance agents never actually start out by thinking, okay, what size of account am I going to go after? And look, I'm telling you, I'm raising my hand. I was in that club as well. I was in that club where I just wrote whatever I wrote. When I got into the business, in the insurance business back in the year 2000, like every other insurance agent out there who's starting out, you just don't even know what you don't know. I had no clue what I was doing. I had no clue about general liability or auto or premiums or commission or I don't know. Anything worked. I was just out there trying to set appointments and then hoping for the best. Here's the problem. My agency did a bad job because they let me figure it out. And I got successful at writing the small account. Here's what they could have done. They could have simply just created a list for me to call on of, instead of, for example, accounts that generated around $3,000 of total commission, why didn't they just give me a list of accounts that generated $25,000 of commission? I didn't even know that that would be considered a maybe a, a, a larger account. I wouldn't know what is small compared to what is large. See, the problem is that once you start prospecting on something for an amount of time, that becomes normal to you. That becomes average. And many people tend to not start prospecting out of what they feel comfortable with, what they know. Most people don't just decide, okay, well, I'm just going to start going after bigger accounts. Or most people don't just start going after an industry that they're unfamiliar with. We tend to stay in our rut. We stay focused on something that that we're used to. But the thing is, is what if somebody gave you a list that when you very first started out, instead of like, here's a list of small accounts, what if they just said, here's a list of accounts that I want you to go after, and this is what is then the norm? What if you just started writing accounts that were $25,000 of total commission? Whether it's employee health benefits or you're talking property casualty for the GL, the auto, the workers' comp, the excess and all that. Why, why do you have to go after small accounts? you don't have to go after small accounts. I'm telling you, you don't have to go after small accounts. You just have to make a decision that you're not going to be going after small accounts. You're going to go after bigger accounts. You have to actually come to a decision in your own mind about what is the size of the account that you're going to go after. And don't just wing it. Be proactive, decide what is the size of the account that you need to write so that you can have the type of success that you want to have in life, that you can make the amount of money that you want to make in life. If you are an agency principal, do not allow your producers to just wing it. Do not allow them to just go figure it out. Do not allow them to go after small accounts. You should be ashamed of yourself if you are an agency principal who just allows your producers to go and wing it. That's not acceptable. Those are people out there who are trying to figure out their career, and you're not giving them any kind of a plan, any kind of an idea on what they need to do in order to accomplish success and to have success in the long term financially. In fact, if you are allowing your producers to simply go out and go after small accounts, essentially what you're doing is you are expecting a lot of turnover in the future. That's what you're allowing to have happen because those producers, even if they start having success, aren't going to stick around because they're not going to make the amount of money that they want to make. They will either get out of the insurance business or they will go work for somebody else. So don't allow that to happen. Bring on somebody, and I'm not saying you have to teach them everything. You're definitely going to have to teach them something. But I would tell you, give them the list of the accounts that they are to work and allow them to get into the pattern of working that size of account that is going to be able to generate wealth, both for themselves personally, but also then for you and your agency. Decide what that amount is. And I would tell you, listen up. I don't know what you're doing right now, but you need to listen up to this. Whatever that number is, it better make you nervous. It better make you nervous. Whatever that number is, it better make you nervous. You better kind of get a feeling of, wow, well, that's just, uh, that's definitely sort of outside of my comfort zone here. Um, I'm not quite sure about that. That's probably the number you need to start shooting for because you don't have to write, you know, 50 accounts every month in order for it to be a successful month. That other agent that I was talking to, he was averaging around, I think he said something like 30 to 40 different. New clients every single month. I thought that's crazy. That's crazy. Why would you do that? You don't need thirty to forty clients every single month. I mean, I guess you do if they're if they're only going to be like seven hundred dollars of commission. But if you're going after stuff that's fifteen thousand dollars of commission, then two clients per month would be good. That would be okay. Everything gets better when you go after bigger accounts. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. Everything gets better when you go after bigger accounts. I'm telling you that this is probably one of the, the most important things that I deal with, with it ever whenever I'm dealing with insurance agents. It is a mindset issue. It is something that each person needs to overcome themselves. I can talk until I am absolutely blue in the face. Listen to me. I can talk until I'm blue in the face. But unless somebody makes a decision that they're going to go after a certain size of account, I can't change you. I can't help you. I can give you tactics, but you're not going to actually have successful wealth. You're not going to make the amount of money that you want to make. Because you're going to get successful at being small. That's not a recipe for success. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go after, you know, $250,000 accounts. You could. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying you could. You only have to get one of those in a year to have a good year. But I am saying that you need to start thinking about it. You need to actually take a step back and then ask yourself, what exactly am I doing here? What exactly is my process? Why am I doing the things that I do? Why am I prospecting the accounts that I prospect? So as I am, as I am creating a process with the agents that I work with, I am not allowing new agents to just go after whatever they want any longer that can't happen. As new agents come to me, as I do it as I work with new agents, we have to have some kind of a, a minimum revenue threshold. There has to be a criteria that this is the bottom line. This is the bottom rung. We do not go below this rung. This is where we're going to actually start being successful. I want you to think about it as a new producer or as an agency principal who's hiring producers. You're know, you probably getting paid or paying those producers a certain annual salary, you might call it a draw, whatever it is, but you're paying them money up front with the expectation that they're going to be able to pay for themselves over the course of time. Not going to happen if they're going after small accounts. If they write 30 accounts in a year, but each account is $1,000, it's not going to work out in the long run. It's just they're not going to be able to make the success, the level of money that they want in the long run. That won't happen. But let's say instead that you just started going after accounts that were $7,500 of commission. Every time they write one, if they get one in a month or two in a month, or maybe they just had a really good quarter and they got four in that particular um, the major renewal date, you know what? They can probably write $100,000 of commission in a year. So I normally have my insurance agents, I usually tell them we need to work backwards. It comes down to just sort of like basic math here. And so I want to do this basic math with you. I hate math. I hate math with a passion. I don't like numbers. In fact, when I was in college, Um, When I was living in the dorm, when I finished my last math class that I ever had to take in life, I actually threw a large party on the dorm floor where I was living because Charles didn't ever have to take another math class. That was a great party. Good time. I don't like math. Not big on numbers. But frankly, we have to actually take a look at some numbers here. So I want you to back into it. In other words, how much money do you want to make each year where you, if you are making that amount of money, you would be very, very happy. And it might be looking into the future 25 years from now, okay, if you're just starting out. Whatever it is, how much money? Do you want to be making $200,000 a year or $500,000 a year or maybe $75,000 a year? Like, you just have to come up with whatever your number is. And again, I'm not trying to say, like, if you're not going big, like, you're not doing a good job. No, I mean, ultimately, in the insurance business, you get to build what you want to build, I don't like the fact, though, that you're just building it without even like taking a look at it or like having any kind of thought process behind it. You get to build whatever you want to build, okay? But you have to decide what that's going to be. If your commission split is twenty five percent, you want to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, then obviously you're going to need to have a seventy five, or excuse me, you're going to have to have a $1 million dollar book of business uh, based upon that renewal structure, right? So you gotta to have to you're going to have to decide what that amount is going to be. Okay? We're doing some basic math here. Figure out how much you want to make per year. Now, then we have to figure out what that book of business is going to look like based upon the given percentage split that you're receiving, both from new as well as renewal. Okay, Whatever your new split is and your renewal split, that's also then going to dictate the kind of book of business that you want, which is going to ultimately dictate how much your money you're making in a year. Okay? So let's just think about it. You have to figure out what you want your book size to be, okay? What do you feel your book is going to be? Well, that agent that I was talking to yesterday had been in the business for about four years. His book was $100,000. He already spent 60% of his time... Um, now he's f- focused on servicing. He can't even spend even half of his time going after new business. He is basically getting close to his ceiling. The ceiling is the point in which you can't write any more business because you are now you are now um, servicing and renewing your current clients. That is going to be your ceiling. His ceiling, based upon how things were working out, was that he was going to be able to write maybe a, a book of business of about one hundred and fifty to one hundred seventy thousand dollars, and then he was done. That was it. That's what his ceiling was going to be. That was the trajectory he was on. Based on the size of accounts he was writing, he would eventually tap out what was called about 150 grand. He would tap out at about 150,000 dollars on a gross annual book of business because he just didn't have any more time. That's not acceptable. So you have to look into it. in regards to the types of accounts you're going after, what size book of business do you want to have? Now again, there's no one-size-fits-all here. Okay, Because a $500,000 book of business in Dubuque, Iowa is completely different than a $500,000 book of business in Los Angeles, California. It is, 100%. And so you take into consideration the demographic of it. You take into consideration where you're living. You just have to decide what that book of business is going to be. Okay, You need to decide that. Now, whatever that size book of business is, You have to decide based now upon the types of accounts you're going after, okay, maybe it's construction accounts, maybe it's uh, transportation accounts, maybe you're going to be going after furniture stores, or you're going to be going after sanitation companies, whatever it is. The size book of business, we'll just call a million dollars. Let's say it was a million dollars. Now, the size of the accounts, or rather even the industry of the accounts that you're going after, how many of those could you, do you think that you could handle In your book of business to the point in which like you're sort of done. Now, again, there's no one size fits all here. Each number is different. But I would say that if you were, for example, going after accounts that were, you know, $20,000 of revenue, 50 clients then is going to put you at that million dollar book of business. You have 50 clients at 20 grand of revenue each. It's going to put you at a million dollar book of business. If my math is correct, um, and so that's the, the number. Um, and if you're in, if those 50 clients are in an industry that is very service intensive, you're going to be hitting your ceiling very quickly. If you're going after accounts that, for example, are, you know, who knows, like self-storage, where there's just really no service on them whatsoever, well, you can probably write a whole lot more than that because you just don't really have a lot of service. So every industry is different. Again, you decide how much money you want to make. You then decide... Based upon that, what does my book of business need to be? Based upon that book of business, that size, million dollars here in this example, the, the size of the accounts um, is going to be something I have to figure out. The number of accounts is something that I have to decide on how many I, I'm going to have until I eventually achieve that level. Okay. Now, I sometimes say that it's like putting not necessarily the cart before the horse, is that we are building the cart at the same time we're shopping for horses. Okay, we're not putting the cart before the horse. We are building the cart at the same time we're shopping for horses. Okay, we're building it all together. We're trying to figure out what it's going to look like. So you can decide the types of accounts you want to go after. Again, those, those types of accounts might change over the course of time. You might start out in construction and decide, you know what, over the course of time, I like manufacturing a lot better. Um, Or, you know, I like going after um, jet propulsion companies. Um, I was talking to an agent a number of months back, and he wanted to go after uh, uh, um, rocket launching companies. Wow, that's an interesting niche, rocket launching companies. Not too many of those out there. You only had to write a couple to make it successful. That was his thought. How many accounts can you handle before you are capped out in regards to the types of service that you're doing how much revenue do each of those accounts need to generate so that you can achieve your level of book business that you want? And it's different for everything. So that's why I'm saying it's not a cart before the horse. You're building it all at the same time. You kind of have to decide a little bit of this, decide a little bit of that. It's based upon your geographic area. Again, you know, um, Des Moines, Iowa is different than Los Angeles. It's different than New York. It's different than Miami. It's different than Chicago. Like, you, if you're in in South Dakota, your geographic area is just going to be different. So wherever you're prospecting at, you have to take into consideration all of that. So you have to decide, what types of accounts am I going to go after? What size gross annual revenue of the account will I be able to write in that particular industry, in the geographic territory that I am willing to prospect in, how many accounts could I possibly write? How many are there even available? How many could I write so that I could achieve the book of business that I want for myself? Those are the basic questions that you have to start deciding and answer to and go after that type of an account to eventually build what you want to build. It wouldn't make any sense to start building a house, for example, and just start grabbing a little bit of this over here and, oh, there's a piece of wood over there. I guess I'll grab that and, oh, you know, I'll hammer some of this and I'll just throw some glue over here and you just start throwing stuff together and say, that's a house. No, that's a mess. That's what you got. You got a mess because there was no plan. Well, that's what most insurance agents are building. Unfortunately, they're just building one big old hot mess because there's no actual plan here trying to help them figure out what exactly it is we're trying to accomplish if nothing else, what I want you to take away from this episode episode is that I want you to plan what your career is going to look like. I want you to plan what your book of business is going to look like. I don't want you to be an amateur. I don't want you to wing it. I don't want you to just you know get successful at being small because you're not going to be successful. You're going to end up out of the business because you won't make the amount of money that you want to make, right? I want you to... To just start getting clear. And if nothing else, maybe all you need to do is just push the pause button for a moment. Push the pause button on all that you're doing and just take a step back and just look. What exactly am I doing here? Who exactly am I calling on? What accounts am I wasting my time on? Just take a step back and take a look at all that you're doing. And ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now going to get me the level of success that I want for myself? And I'm here to tell you, if the answer is no, then to keep doing that would be foolish. If the answer is no, then let's change something. Maybe you're at a point now where, you know what, you had some success doing a certain thing, but now we're pushing the pause button, we're taking a step back, and we're deciding, okay, going forward, I'm not going to be doing that anymore. Right now, you you're maybe you're going to push the pause button, take a step back, decide, I've done that, it's now time to increase. It's now time to 12x. It's now time to start thinking bigger. And I'm going to leave you with... One example of how that worked for me. As I mentioned in the past, I was successful, at least with my first agency, writing accounts that were $3,500 of commission, and I would have made decent money. I eventually, for one reason or another, had to leave that first agency, went to work for the second agency, where they didn't even pay the producer's commission based upon that size. The agency had already made a willful decision that they weren't going to pay producers for the small business, for those small accounts, and they actually dictated what that number was. At the time, the number was 5,000. I think the number has gone up to 10,000 or even 15,000 since that time. It's different for every um, agency location, I believe. But the thing is, is that I had to have a come-to-terms moment with myself. I had to look myself in the mirror and say, okay, now going forward, what size of an account am I going to write? And I made the decision that I was going to have to be $20,000 or more. That was what I was going to have to write. I did not believe that it was going to work out. I thought for sure I'm going to fail at this. I'm going to end up having to go work for somebody else, get another insurance business, get out of the insurance business or you know, work for another insurance agency, whatever it was. But I actually had some success. I had I had half the amount of success in regards to the number of clients that I wrote, but the amount of revenue that I made for each client was about tenfold. So um, it was less than that, maybe about eightfold. Instead of $3,500 per account, it was now up to around like, I think, $26,000 per account is what I ended up writing. And that was only in my like second year of actually being in the insurance business, and I still looked young. And I'm just telling you that unless that would have happened, that I was forced, I was literally forced to go after bigger accounts, I probably would have continued to just go after small accounts. And I wouldn't have had the success that I wanted. The thing is, is that sometimes you might need to be pushed towards greatness. You might need to be pushed towards success. Sometimes you can push that pause button yourself, step back, and make a willful decision what you're going to change in your own day-to-day business. But I'm telling you, If you stop going small and start going after the size of the account that you want to go after, you will make more money. You will likely have more joy in your business. You will have more fun in what you do in your career. So many different things take care of themselves when you start going after larger revenue generating accounts. And so I beg of you, push the pause button. Take a step back and ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through sign broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.